0: This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.limin.org.uk. That's l-u-m-i-n.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Hello, we come to the second of our series looking at how Jesus is described In John chapter one and last time we looked at that phrase in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God Jesus the word of God. And uh, I'm going to move on to uh, not perhaps the next one through him all things were made we'll look at the creator perhaps some other time and verse uh, verse four in him was life. That life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it, comprehended it, overcome it. So the light is what we're looking at this time. Jesus is the light of the world. It goes on. John wasn't uh, the one. said he, he, he came from God, but he was not. Uh, the light he came as a witness to testify concerning the light through him all men might believe he himself was not the light he came only as a witness to the light the true light that gives light to every man every person was coming into the world so Jesus is described as this light even though the next verse says he was in the world and though the world was made through him And though he is the word and though he is the light, the world did not recognize him. So we come to what it means for Jesus to be the light. And uh, you know that John chapter one echoes Genesis chapter one in many, many ways. So let's just go back to what it says about these things in Genesis chapter one. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering, was brooding over the waters. And God said, the word of God is about to come because God speaks, and it's the word of God that is following. Let there be light. And there was light. Jesus is the light of the world. Let there be light on this world. And God saw that the light was good. And He separated the light from the darkness. In John chapter 1, one back on the sun tells us why the Lord he was sent. It says in him is life, and the life is the light that shines on the darkness in man was once sent from God whose name was... Clearly, in Genesis chapter 1, it is talking about physical light, because that's the whole context of Genesis chapter 1, the creation of the physical world, the physical universe and all that is on it. So we're talking physical light in Genesis chapter 1, but God creates the light through the word of God. And in John 1, it says, Jesus is the word, Jesus is the light, and everything that has been made has been made through him. Through the word, God said, and through the light. First thing is light. Now, we use light in English in several ways. One, of course, is physical light. Uh, you know, we, we switch on the light, the sun gives light we talk about the physical light but another way we use it is to talk about understanding the light shone on him and he understood what was being said he received revelation the light came to him a light bulb in a light bulb moment we talk about the light comes on and we understand and i'm pretty convinced that when john talks about jesus being the light of the world he is As much talking, if not more, talking about revelation and understanding of who God is. Paul picks this up in uh, Colossians chapter 1. I'll read you from verse 13. For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption for forgiveness of sins. He, Jesus, is the image of of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, echoing John chapter 1, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together." He is the head of the body of the church. I could go on and there are so many things we could talk about, but we'd be moving away from the light just for a moment. It's he is the image of the invisible God. Actually, God is light. It says that elsewhere in the Bible as well. 1 John 1 verse 5. God is light. In him there is no darkness. So we're now seeing the Bible talks about God being light and Jesus being light. And whenever people say, never says Jesus is God, then they haven't really read the Bible because all the attributes assigned to God are also assigned to Jesus in different parts of Scripture. God is light. In him, there is no darkness. Now, light is an invisible thing. You, you never see light. What you see is what light shines on and you see things because light has shone on them but you never see light itself and so you need something that light shines on to show you what light is or what light is like and jesus is the image of the invisible god as we as light shines on jesus as light shines through jesus as light shines from jesus we see something of the invisible god We see what God is like, revelation. Looking at Jesus, who he is, what he says, how he lives, we see the attributes of God. This is what our God is like. Now, Paul picks it up again in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and says something quite stunning here. And this is, I'm going to read from verse 7. I'll just read verse 7, in fact. A man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. Now, let's not get into the man and woman thing just now. We're, We're focusing on Jesus. But actually, man, mankind, humanity, and particularly in this case, the male man, is the image and glory of God. So Jesus is the image and glory of God because he is The perfect man. Adam was created to be the image and glory of God. Failed. And humanity fails and our image of God is marred. What's that prayer we use in the Church of England? Uh, One of the confessions, we have marred your image in us. Forgive us, Lord. We are a marred image image of God but Jesus is the perfect image of God and light comes to us about who God is the nature of God the very being of God as we look at Jesus the last book of the Bible is called the revelation of Jesus Christ so not only is Jesus the light That brings revelation. It is when we look at the book of Revelation. When we read it. But I would say when we read it. Having already read. Understood. And really come to know the Jesus of the Gospels. And really come to understand. How that is unpacked by the epistle writers. Like Paul. And John. And James. And the writer to the Hebrews. We then come to the book of Revelation. And we have all of that. And we then see the fullness of the glory of Jesus in the book of Revelation. And you don't need to read far into the book of Revelation to see this. Chapter 1 verse 9 is the beginning of it. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and the kingdom and patient endurance that ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was a prisoner. I was exiled. But on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which, had, which said right on a scroll, what you see and send it to the seven churches. The revelation picks up later. I turned round to see the voice that was speaking to me. Odd phrase. Not I turned round to see who was speaking to me but I turned round to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man. Now, the first thing he sees is what? Seven lampstands. What do lampstands have on them? Light. I see seven things holding light. Now... Later on in the chapter, it says those lampstands are the church. And what is the church? The church is people. Which people? People who have been redeemed by Christ. People who have been brought back into the kingdom of God. So people who are the very image of God. Men are the image and glory of God. People who are the image and glory of God. Holding up the light. Holding up God. And amongst the lampstands, one like a son of man. In other words, someone who is also the image and glory of God, for he is a son of man. But we read on and we see this Jesus and the revelation of this Jesus. He's dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. This is the robbery, This is the clothing of High priest. His head and hair, white like wool, as white as snow. Psalm 16:31 says something very similar to that. Let's just quickly whip back to Psalm 16:31. All of Revelation is either explained in the Old Testament or earlier in the New Testament, or it picks up themes that were relevant at the time from Greek gods and all the other stuff. Um, you need to know an awful lot about it there is no such place as psalm 1631 i mean proverbs 1631 i do apologize Um, you can see i've got all my notes in the right place 1631 gray hair is a crown of splendor it's attained by a righteous life Jesus' hair is white like wool, a crown of splendor attained by a righteous life and then some, because it's not grey. It's completely white. It's white as snow. His eyes were like blazing fire. They can see everything. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. What did Jesus say? If I have washed you, you do not need a bath. You just need me to wash your feet because your feet are what pick up the dirt of the world. Well, here his feet have picked up no dirt. They are burning like bronze in a furnace and his voice like the sound of rushing waters. Just a constant voice. It's constantly speaking. That's what the sound of rushing waters does and it's pleasant and it's powerful and this is also a description of God earlier in the Bible, if I remember correctly. In his right hand he holds the seven stars and out of his mouth comes a sharp double-edged sword. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God? Jesus? His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. The light of the world is the sun. His face is like the sun. He is the light of the world. Jesus comes. Jesus is the light that shows us the fullness of God. There is no other way of seeing the fullness of God. There is no other way of coming to the Father for there is no other way of seeing God in all his glory than to look at Jesus. Whatever any other philosophy might give you of a glimpse of what grace might be like or what truth might be like or what forgiveness might be like, it's nothing. It cannot even begin to show you the depth of the grace of the Father, the truth of the Father, the forgiveness of the Father, the love of the Father. Only looking at Jesus can do that. And the light of Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it or overcome it or comprehended it depending on the translation you read. John 1 verse 5. We live in our Western culture in a spiritually dark time, where other philosophies and other religions hold sway. No one would offend Islam, even though it contradicts what is, I suppose I'll call wokery for now, the modern zeitgeist. The two are in complete and utter opposition, but one wouldn't offend the other. Or at least the wokery wouldn't offend the Islam. But a Christian speaks against one of those things and there is all trouble you can get. We live in very dark times because the light is not only being ignored, it is being vilified and it is being repudiated and it is being made out to be wrong. But the light shines. And the darkness, whatever it says or does, cannot overcome it. The church, the seven lampstands, holds up the light. And we are called to do that. However badly the national church might be doing it, whatever much you might want to criticise the church around you, we the church do it. And even the weakest part of the church is doing it. We should pray that we are strengthened, that we can hold up the light more because this world needs light. This track is Jesus is the Light by Carmen. Thank you for listening.